Did anyone die? Did anyone get hurt from the coronavirus? This is Dante from New York, from being the operative word. Because who the fuck wants to live in an overpriced apartment, surrounded by normies, curfews in place, in a police state? I'm in a village by the sea, tuning in to TNG. We have over 7,400 doctors that have reached out over the last month. So we weren't able to get everybody on here and you know people are busy and scheduled. So I believe that there's thousands and thousands of doctors worldwide that feel this way. They're just not being represented because the media is definitely trying to prevent this information from getting out. There's a lot of people that feel this and understand this. So it's just, it's one of those, one of those incredible moments when we start realizing that we are the vast majority, but because we're being singled out, because we're not getting a voice or a fair voice, it is being prevented. The information is being prevented from being disseminated to the world so that the question can be asked, why is this happening? Let's ask the millions of people out there that may be seeing this, why would anybody censor facts and truth about injury that's been caused by something that has been promoted for the last 20 or 30 years as the, as the single most important safety component for our children, yet has caused more injuries, more documented injuries, m you know, millions of children being maimed worldwide. Why would you want to stop the conversation? That's the first question. And I, I'll give you a couple of the reasons, but I think that's the first question that we have to ask. So I didn't realize this, and I, I think I know quite a bit about vaccinations, but I didn't realize this until I saw a presentation from my friend um, Bobby Kennedy, who you had on recently, and actually Dell and a couple of other people have also talked about this, that in, in the 1980s, the vaccine industry came to Congress and said, we need help. We need to be bailed out, just like the real estate, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the savings and loan crisis and the automotive crisis. The vaccine industry came in the 1980s and asked for a bailout. And the reason they needed a bailout was because of the number of people that were being injured by vaccines. And President, Bush, uh, President Reagan at the time said, this is not a good idea, but Congress went ahead and bailed them out. And the reason that they, the reason that they gave was we have so many lawsuits, we cannot make vaccines. We cannot afford to be in business. So the government bailed them out and the government then took over the oversight with a mandate that every two years they would do safety studies on different vaccines. Up to this point, 2020, now we're talking about 40, 50 years later, because so, this was like in the 70s and the 80s, and let's just say in the last 40 years, guess how many safety studies have been done by the US government to assess the efficacy and safety of vaccines? I'll, I'll save you some time, zero. So the, the mandate that the government took over to do oversight has been, has been totally ignored. Now, and it's not that they did it on purpose. I think they just, like the government, they dropped the ball. Now, how would you like to have a business where you can have no liability, and it doesn't matter how many people that you hurt, but there's no liability? Because now, let's say that I file a lawsuit against a vaccine manufacturer. Guess who the defendant is on that lawsuit when it's filed with the government? The defendant is not that vaccine manufacturer. 
it's HHS, it's the Health and Human Services, it's the US government that you're suing because of a vaccine injury. And guess who's defending the US government? The Department of Justice. And remember, the Department of Justice is supposed to be making sure that justice is being done. Instead, they are fighting to defend the Health and Human Services from somebody who's been injured. Now, does that make any sense whatsoever? That we are having to fight our own government because we've been injured by something that they've mandated that's being made by a company or companies that are vested in making unbelievable, god-awful amounts of money with no liability. So they can make garbage. They can, in they can inject horse manure into us and they have no liability. Those of you that are on here, you have no idea the level of gratitude that I have for you. You have no idea because of you and everyone else like you, our humanity will survive. And this is the reason that when people give me accolades, it's, it's not about me, guys. I don't care about any of those accolades. I care about my kids and I care about your kids and I care about all the future kids because we're talking about the future of the human race. And what they're doing is committing the greatest atrocity, the greatest crime against mankind that has ever been committed. And if we allow them to get away with it, it will be the end of recorded history as we know it. We are talking about a mass extinction level event here that, that's potentially coming down the pipeline. And it may have been the Ice Age before, it may have been something else, but this is going to be because of the stupidity of the human species. So we have to rise up right now. We have to do it. It's not about our survival. I don't care whether, Brian, you live or I live. I don't care about that. If somebody said that you could end this right now and give your life, I would do it in a flash. And I bet you that the vast majority, if not every one of these doctors on here would do the same thing so that the world can continue to move forward the way it's supposed to. We have to, we have to make this change now. We have to wake up. We have to realize what's happening because the planet's survival, literally the human species survival is at stake. of man. Welcome to the Civilization Podcast. Here is your host, TNG. So, Floy Fisher, the one thing you did say is you wanted to get the take on the situation at the moment. And I know we've obviously been talking now for, what, just over an hour, and we've touched on some of the things that are going on here with the with the coronavirus and whatever your opinion fly fisher on on a virus do you think a virus is real or not yeah well i, I do have to say uh, from the get-go i kind of auto hoax this thing right from the beginning uh just default auto hoax just to be safe and i will say that my experiences uh, over the past couple of weeks have really only confirmed you know what i thought to be was true from the beginning that this is a load of nonsense i don't buy it i've heard a lot of various theories and information about what's going on and and again i'm sticking to the auto hoaxing here 
Uh, I do think this is, you know, I got to agree with some of my friends who kind of just say that this is a rebranding of the common cold. Uh, so by giving it a name, we've made it that scary entity, right? That thing you should fear. It's kind of the concept of uh, naming a hurricane, right? It's just weather until you name it. Now it's Hurricane Katrina. Now it's a scary entity. It's something to fear. So that's my take on it. Definitely heard a lot of uh, very interesting information about uh, viruses themselves. You know, and I, I think maybe they're giving you a clue by calling it germ theory. Yeah. Which I, I think is a bit like the theory of gravity. Uh, so again, stick into the auto hoaxing here. I did look into viruses a, a while ago, and again, I did slightly touch on this last night. And so going back into the person who defined a virus, so that not the name the virus, so the name the virus, I believe, I think all the name virus was used was literally, I think it's something like just a poison for the body. So it just kind of means just poison. So that's where it started off the name itself. But the definition of a virus and being a virus, and again, as I said in the call yesterday, is that no thing that's been classified as a virus has ever, has ever met the conditions to be a virus. However, back then when I was looking into that, it's such a big field of study to look into and so much information. And today I, I've been trying to get a bit of a refresh and I actually come across a couple of things. And one of them, I, I actually posted it in, in one of the, the channels here. I think it's in the medical channel, but I put Crow 777's interview that he did, I think it was uh, yesterday or the day before, and was interviewing two guys. Well, sorry, it it was actually a lady and a man who who have done research into the medical industry for the last I think it's 10 years or so. Essentially, they've come to the, exactly the same conclusion as John LeBon, except the reams of information and the, the amount of subjects they've got into is absolutely incredible. But what they did do was refresh my mind on when I was looking into viruses for myself before on the, the absolute ludicrousness of the whole virus theory and everything so the whole lot of it have you fly fisher heard of where the, the like the the story goes to how this developed from the beginning so a virus itself yeah when this started i think it was like louis pasteur wasn't it or what one of these these type of people 100 years or so when they were looking through their optical microscopes they were seeing particles to what they could see at that time with with that technology which was pretty crap to be honest but what they were seeing was bacteria and at the time when they saw those bacteria that's what got labeled as germs but we know now even now you know even in the mainstream media that bacteria they give this label of good Good bacteria and bad bacteria mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is there is only good there is really only good bacteria because bacteria does a job and where the conflation is and where the problem is is that bacteria is exists in nature while most of science and most of the science discoveries do not they only exist in man's synthetic reality and what they've done is they've pulled 
pull bacteria into man's synthetic world. Most of the function of a bacteria, a lot of the time, is to break down the crap, isn't it, basically? That's, that's pretty much the function of a bacteria, is, is and it's a living organism which breaks down the, the poisons, the toxins, the crap, and, and whatever else. And maybe there's a few other functions and jobs of the bacteria in the body as well. But then where it went from the, from the bacteria, so that kind of sparked the germ theory off, because they was blaming those, what they saw as being guilty of spreading disease and whatever even though there was never any connection between those particles and a disease so there was, there was never there's never been a shred of evidence to say that any of these things that they're seeing through the microscope are causing what they're blaming onto it and then obviously where the jump went then was when the electron microscope was developed which was essentially it gives you a black and white image and it's a static image so you're basically getting a, a photograph a snapshot of the microscopic world but obviously going down them few steps further than the bacteria and then what they saw then was some smaller particles and it was these smaller particles in blood that they started categorizing as viruses the reality is is that those those particles they're completely inert they do nothing nobody knows really what they're for and the most likely thing that they are is a protein of some description in the blood so they're there and they're there all the time and that's pretty much it so from there they've then they'll take a sample of whatever and and they'll just totally misinterpret it they're just totally saying look we've found we've got this particle and we're saying that it's caused this when it could be any number of things that could be going on and i always go back to my example is is of the common cold is i'm still again i'm i'm 99.9 percent sure that what causes the common cold is spores and mold in the air and that always is borne out by me by the the flu seasons and whatever they always take place in the the wet time wet cold dark times of year and that's it you know and obviously you know they do carry on a bit further or or a a bit earlier every year whatever but I, i absolutely cannot see there's no evidence whatsoever there is a thing called a virus in the you know how that how science relates it to the world and how they're doing it, relating it to the world today. Whatever causes the common cold is still really a mystery to the human race, mm. as in the consensus of the human race. It is. I always remember as a, as a young boy, I, I was mad on my superheroes. I used to love the comics. I used to love Marvel. I used to love DC. And I always remember this particular story about Superman. And there was this, uh, there was this character. It was like a monster that was... It, totally unbeatable but basically it was a person who someone had happened i can't remember what but someone had happened to him to mutate the body into this monster and superman figured out that it was the common cold <laughs> that when they caught the cold they changed into this creature and there was only him because he was from krypton and he had this knowledge that he could cure the common cold because it quite categorically told you in that comic that the common cold was uncurable nobody knew really what it ever was and it was it was never going to be you know it was never going to be cured so superman made this super look like a lightsaber and zap the creature <laughs> And destroyed the cold, you know, the cold in in the creature, and and it turned back to a human again. I'll never forget that story, and I think, well, that was telling you it straight out, and it is fact that 
the common cold is probably one of the most misunderstood things in the world. And then that transports over to things like measles and chicken pox and things like this. What I heard today, and again, it's something I had heard before, but apparently there was a, a German doctor who contested the measles being a virus in a court and the, the pharmaceutical companies, and I'm paraphrasing from this call that I heard today, apparently the, the pharmaceutical companies came down like a ton of bricks with, with their big guns on this court case to try and squash it. And obviously the, the, the procedure they have to follow, they have to go through the, go through the evidence. And the, the doctor had it sealed up so tight there was no evidence that proved that measles was a virus and ever was so and as crow triple seven and and his guests were saying this news that that should have gone around the earth should have gone everywhere Every, everybody known about that was a court case in you know the, one of the defining court cases against the pharma companies and against against what goes on in the medical industry and it was buried, clearly buried, but it's there. If you dig, you go and have a dig and you'll find it. And it's quite categorically showing. It's not only basically showing that measles is not a virus, but it's basically showing in black and white that there's no such thing as a virus. So it, <laughs> what can you say to that? What When we've got what's going on today, what's happening all around us today <laughs> is all based on a fiction. Mm -hmm. Complete fiction goes back to the governments, Boris Johnson and Trump and God knows who. I can't even remember the Australian Prime Minister's <laughs> name, but I, I I just think these people they're obviously clinically insane, aren't they, or something? They, they've got to be. That surely these, if not the the figureheads of these governments, but the some of the quangos and some of the the think tanks and some of the you know the the advisors and and also the actual infrastructure, the civil servants and the civil service. They must know this. Surely they, surely they know this. Yep. yep. So I'm, I'm confident they do. I, I'm absolutely confident they do. Well, where does that go from there? You know what I mean? It, it does, and this goes into the vaccines as well. So you look at the, va the what yeah. is a vaccine? A vaccine is supposedly a very small amount of virus that has been isolated, and and then you're you're given it to for your immune system to fight off and build a resistance to. Insane. I mean, if just the whole thing, it's a fucking story. It's an it's absolute story from beginning to end. And, you know, clearly your body has defense mechanisms and whatever in it, but that, they are twisting it around so much. And uh, it's bedtime stories for normies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> 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 it's crazy it's bedtime yeah, stories for normies I, I love how you manage yeah. to rhyme everything man <laughs> Mike, Jay, that... I, I, I'm a writer man it's all I have it's all I have I, I'm a performer and I can't even perform because the bars are closed and the bars are where I perform so I'm I'm really fucked you can perform here mate you can perform here anytime you like thank you <laughs> thank, thank, thank Cosmos yeah. for you <laughs> <laughs> you're all I have left. No, you need to get on that YouTube channel, mate, and do some of, some of your stand up on, on YouTube I'm, at home. I will. I I, pro I will as long as I have strength. I I I. That's one of my big requests, mate. What I watch every okay. one of your videos, yeah, probably a, co a couple of times, and thank you. 
you're just awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Hey, man, let, let's not let this virus destroy our fucking gifts, man. We have gifts. Let's, let's realize what they are and, and, and do it until, we're, until they kill us. Th- thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to keep going until, until it's done. <laughs> thank you. I, what else do we have? So what you were saying, exactly. So um, you were saying, Tanji, that German New Medicine, I've uh, put a link there. And, and it's really interesting because um, that German guy, he's dead now. He actually, there, there's actually two. I think there was another one that, that said uh, 100,000 euro for anyone who can prove that a virus, that there are viruses. And apparently someone tried, but um, they failed. Failed, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, interesting, isn't it? But um, I think uh, I've got the website there. I've linked it into the chat. It's called German New Medicine. And it's just, um, can I just read this little bit here? It says German New Medicine is not only a new paradigm of medicine, it is also new consciousness. It is the awareness that our organism possesses an inexhaustible creativity and remarkable self-healing capabilities. It is the recognition that each cell of our body is endowed with the biological wisdom we share with all living things. So I've listened to a couple of YouTube videos where this lady is talking about this. She's now taken over from the guy who started the German New Medicine. And she says that the, the problem with going to the normal medical people is they will give you something in your body that actually your body then has to get rid of to be able to heal itself so anything they give you to put into your body whether it's an injection uh, or, or a pill or anything actually stops your body from healing itself so then the body has to work twice as hard to heal itself so if we just left left the body to do the healing we would naturally heal most things and yeah they don't believe in viruses at all i am 100 100 with you on this mezzo and again with with the pharmaceutical companies it's pretty clear isn't it so when they develop a new drug a new weapon of mass destruction what they do is is that they they don't test it on a human they test it on a culture or a, a sample from a human so from the so if you have um, a particular area in somebody's body that they they're trying to fix and they have a drug that they think is going to affect it they take a sample they grow a culture from it and then they look at the effects of the drug on that culture what they don't tend to do test it on the entire human in fact if they do run tests they're looking for the side effects which are the effects obviously to list on their on their packet and what what you just said so the the drug itself you're putting it into your body but it's not targeting there is no drug that targets a specific area of your body so your whole body is having to deal with the chemical the whole but the whole your whole system and as you say so your your body then has to flush that through your system before it can then actually get to grips with what's going on and obviously we all know this anyway is that a lot of the pharma products out there all they ever do is mask symptoms when you see recession in these cultures or whatever it's like taking a painkiller for example is one good one isn't it it's nulling the pain but it's not it's not targeting the problem and fixing the problem so no pharmacological drug has ever ever fixed a problem 
it's ne it's never healed. It's always smothered and got rid of the symptoms, and that's it. And yeah. What yeah. what a what a flipping con. Uh, the whole thing is one big con job. Yeah. And you know the rats that they do experiments on? Did you know that most of those rats are genetically modified, born in the lab to have a predisposition to what they're testing them for? I uh, I was aware that um, what they do, so to get these drugs passed, they know a lot of the time, depending on what animal they use, that they'll get specific responses from certain types of drugs. And because most of the drugs, even new type drugs usually, are still from a, a, fam a certain family of chemicals. So what they do is they introduce the drug into whichever animal they think is the, the one that's going to give them the result to give them the the test results, sorry, to then publish to say, look, this is this is the response we're getting from this from this animal, and hence why when you see these drugs and when they have been tested on animals, some of them have been tested on rats, some of them been tested on monkeys, some of them been tested on mice. And I wouldn't be surprised if we find one tested on an elephant or something something else. So they're they're all over the place, and and as you say, whether that genetically, well, again, I still have my reservations about genetically modified anything, apart from maybe the way they do things with plants but whether that, that's not so much i don't see that as dna change you know i just think that's crossbreeding and, and whatever else but yeah i, I totally agree with you mezzi i'm i'm pretty sure they they one they're using different animals to to give them the result they want so they can publish for a study to prove to the community that this is and it goes into the textbook but then yeah i'm sure they can they breed different strains of rat or whatever else to to give them certain characteristics and whatever whether they're actually cloning them and changing their dna structure that's a that's another thing altogether i, I highly don't I'm highly doubtful. I really don't think any of that goes on at all. And I think, again, we, I think we touched on this last night because I asked the question of True34 if what he thought of DNA and what he made of that. So I, I honestly think it's another story. Yeah, that, that thing. You, you're probably right, um, but they probably bred them with, with a, and then in, injected them with something before they even tested them. But I know that that's not all up front. It's not. It's very unbalanced. The the whole rat and mice thing. It's very unbalanced because they're born in the labs. Maybe that's a better way to put it, rather than genetically modified. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? How they the, before they even start the test, they've already got yeah. that that rat being pre. Predisposed. Pre, oh God, I can't even say that now. Pre. Yeah, predisposed. Predisposed. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hard one. Predisposed. That's the one. Yeah. So, and people don't look into any of this sort of stuff, or they'll, they never look into it, and they just believe. I, I just don't know how. Yeah, well, we can't understand that. I, I can't, cannot understand how people can just believe that all these things that, that are happening now are because of a virus. I just, it's crazy to think that, and especially if viruses are fake. But then this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Obviously, we were going on about the protecting yourself or whatever, but it's the projection of yourself. You're projecting yourself onto everybody else. That's right, yeah. 
Sometimes I feel like I'm sitting there talking like a Nazi or something. The evidence is clear. I was always projecting onto other people, thinking that they think like I think, that they will know what I know and can understand what I understand. I don't for one minute think of myself as super intelligent. In fact, somebody like Dapey Dapey, he scares me sometimes. Some of the stuff he comes out with, I tell you, he totally boggles my mind. He really does some some of the stuff. But then I suppose we've all got our own little area that we look into and, and we've built a bit of knowledge up on. So his thing with philosophy and thinking and all this kind of thing is kind of totally out of the box. It really is. Yeah, this projection of onto other people thinking, it just blows everything out of the water. It really does because the reality is, is they, these people, they're not thinking about it. They're not checking anything for sure because they're totally consumed and believing yeah. everything they were given at school from the textbooks they believe in everything the the newspaper's saying everything the tv's saying which is the worst thing for sure and then obviously the government there are spouting out their propaganda and they believe in everything they say i can sit here and say that I, like you said fly fishers auto hoax i tell you i've, I've spent ages trying to think of, of another term to use instead of that auto hoax because i really hate thinking that i've pinched somebody else's term but i think well what else can you use what else can you say i mean i think <laughs> ID Canspire said auto solve it. And I thought, well, that's just too close. That's too close to auto oaks. What other word is that? Oh, I just don't know. It's just crazy, isn't it? No, but TNG, you hit it right there. I mean, again, we can think through this, but you, you've got to take into consideration too that you, me, and, and Mezzi and everybody else on this call, we've thought through all the all the underlying bullshit and hoaxes that build upon this layer. So, so Mezzi, you're saying... You know, why can't why can't these other people see why do they just blindly accept if the four of us here can sit on this call and, and talk through the uh, the viruses and decide that this is this is clearly a theory. Right. This isn't based on on evidence. This is clearly not the truth. It's built upon a bunch of lies. But again, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, to reach that conclusion, to reach where we're at, we've already dispelled evolution and Darwinism, and all the other bullshit lies that build up the the whole scientism narrative. And that's why the normies can so easily swallow this, this bit about the viruses, because they accept that worldview. They've accepted that there's only material, right? That there's only material in the world. That's the only thing that exists, right? They've bought the lies of scientism. They believe in the, the space religion. They, they believe space is real. I mean, they believe we landed on the moon. So Again, the point I'm making is just that to get to that point, you know, the controllers have had to build a serious foundation, build upon this foundation of lies to get the normie to where they can so willingly and easily accept the lies that are propagated. It's because these lies are built upon a very solid foundation and a solid worldview uh, coming from the school of Darwinism and materialism and like physicalism, I, I guess, if you could call it. Does that make sense? You get where I'm going? Yes. They've never thought for themselves. They're unable to think for people we have to deal with every day. 100%. But but again, the, the point I'm making is that it's, you know, this conclusion of the virus, you know, being the big scare, it's it's a well-built construct because it it's propped up by every other lie of the system. And if you haven't even gone to dispel at least one of those lies, you will bold-faced accept it. Yes. Why would they question it? They're not going to. Why would they? Why would they question it? They've already accepted Darwinism. They, they've already accepted evolution. 
they've already accepted that the world is nothing more than material. So when you consider those lies, I can, you know, I can kind of see where the normies coming from. I mean, kind of makes sense. If you believe all that other nonsense, you believe space is real, you believe we landed on the moon. I, I could kind of see it. Oh, there's a big scary virus coming to get you. The, the technocrats in the lab coats say it's true. So, uh, I mean, I, I think there's really something to this being a religion. I mean, scientism is the new religion. Yeah. You know, Darwinism is the new religion. And uh, I, I should also point out, and IPS brought this up, but very interesting how this uh, this virus scare ties into the, the environmental agenda. I, I find that really fascinating. Yeah, well, Greta didn't work, did it? Well, she worked to a certain extent, but she didn't actually... I don't think... Um, they bought her out thinking that she was going to be the ace in the hole, I think. Yeah. But when they saw that she wasn't going to be the ace in the hole, well, they just thought, well, we're just going to bring the big guns out now. <laughs> they've always, always that's, this, that's right. They've always had this in the background, yeah? Yeah, I, they've been building it too. I mean, think about all the other ones. I know all this information is out there, but SARS and Ebola and all this other stuff, they've been priming the pump for this one for, for a good long time. And yeah, you're right. You know, the same people that were calling out Greta and that the bullshit environmental movement are the same ones now hiding, hiding in their houses, uh, self-quarantining for fear of a fucking invisible virus. It's the greatest mind control ever because it is actually invisible. There's no, you can't debunk it. You know what I mean? Whereas like landing on the moon, all right, we got video. We can clearly debunk that. You can't debunk a fucking invisible germ virus, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. fly fisher, they, they can't prove it either. Yeah. It's like a stalemate situation. But obviously, they don't have to prove it, do they? Because unfortunately, the herd believes it. With somebody like us, when you come along and say, this virus thing, it's not real. You're just making it up. It's not true. And it's like, well, what's your evidence for that? Well, well, hang on a minute. You're the ones who've given us the story. It's your job to prove to us that it's real. It's not up to us to prove to you that it isn't. Is it really? You, you know, you, you, the, all the textbooks and everything else have been priming us for years with this crap, and there is no evidence anywhere, none, that a virus even exists, not a thing, and there's any number of other things that can account for anything that's that's been seen. As for things like Ebola, and I mean, Ebola is the most classic one, isn't it? Flesh-eating disease. <laughs> have we ever seen a flesh-eating disease anywhere except in the movies? Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's like a movie. Yeah, it's absolute rot, literally. <laughs> it's, it's absolute nonsense again. I think the, the ball's in their court to prove it. It always has been that, because they're the storytellers. That That's right. Yeah, the burden of proof is, is in their court. They have the burden of proof. We're not the ones making the claim. The burden of proof is on them to demonstrate without a shadow of a doubt that this is a real world phenomenon. Because if you ask me, this is a rebranding of the common cold. The corona is a common cold. It is. Definitively, yeah. go look in their own textbooks and see. Corona is the common yeah. cold. It's, it does it. Actually, it's in brackets, common cold, isn't it? There, it's there. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> it's um, just beggars belief. You know, again, no, nobody would have checked this. Just that one simple little fact. 
that should give give everybody in in the whole world a flag. That should give them the flag. It's it's saying there. It says the coronavirus is is a common cold. It's there. <laughs> it's on every, every every. How do these doctors? How do the doctors, the nurses, or, or whatever? How can they? How can these professionals not even? There's not even a twig there. Is there? There's not even a, a mild thought of this being not true. I, it's that just flags to me straight off that there is more. There is more to the human condition here than we could. I think we're only touching on what's going on here. I really do. This is. It's obviously there's some horrible things, or, or seem to be maybe some horrible things over the horizon, or some hardship at least for for many of us. But yeah, but this also it's still probably the best time to be alive ever because there's such amazing things coming out and the thoughts of what could be the truth really going on. I, it's it's pretty incredible. You know, I can tell you though that. Because of the division of labor, everybody thinks somebody else has the answer. Well, these guys in the lab, they they know it's real. So it's it's a Ponzi scheme built upon all these lies. Nobody's double checking in it. And again, it, it's brilliant. It really is. But, you know, I work in the medical profession. I, I can tell you the doctors, the nurses, they believe it. They absolutely believe it. They believe it hook, line and sinker. They're not double checking. Nobody's questioning it. I've heard some doctors come out kind of publicly and and, and make some statements as as far as like they're concerned about all the hype because look the common cold the flu comes around every year you know never in the past 25 years have has the entire globe waged a war against the common cold and again that goes to the brilliance of this uh tng is you can't cure the common cold this is like right. it's like trying to fight the um the invisible terrorist boogeyman like you're never going to catch the boogeyman terrorist he's some in elusive cave in the middle of in the middle of the desert you know you're never going to catch him just like you're never going to catch the common cold it, it just boggles the mind but it goes to the brilliance of this it really does and it it's a it's a very fascinating phenomenon i really look at this thing from a social control standpoint. It was brilliant. I mean, what, think about 9-11. They had to fake the planes and they had to blow up a building and blah, blah, blah. They had a lot of stunts to pull. They held, you know, they don't, they don't have anything to pull now. All they do is put out the headlines. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's all fair, fair. And I have to say as well, there's some things that, that I've been disconcerting with me. And that is, so with my ex-wife, who is a complete bitch and I really can't stand. But that aside, um, a couple of weeks ago, the conversation, short conversations I tend to have with her, but she was standing there telling me that there's there's something going on here. This isn't this is this doesn't seem right. And she actually had like an inquiring, she was having inquiring thoughts about the virus and about the situation. But now roll it forward a couple of weeks now. And what is she doing? She's self-isolating. I can't even see my kids tomorrow because she's not coming out to drop them off to me. So it's it's just crazy. It's ridiculous. Ah, uh, brother, I'm sorry. That aside, you know, it's just the fact that the the programming, the ongoing intense programming that's on the telly now, it's so intense and it's whittling away at everybody. So most of these, you know, anybody there out there who, who was even not like some of the conspirators who were thinking that the virus is is actually a real virus and maybe it's a bioweapon or something like this. The, even these people who know about 9-11 and 
to some degree and whatever else, it's pulling them into the net, pulling them into the net. You're right. It's it's even got them. And this is one thing I, I did want to discuss during this call is I equate this to a form of magic. This is this is a magic trick. It really is because what they're doing is transmuting basically what's fake, right? They're taking a lie, taking a bullshit non-reality and transmuting that into a real world phenomenon. The way people respond, the way people behave because of this is real. That is indeed real world. It has real world consequences. So I equate that to a form of magic that they're able to take a non-reality and manifest real world consequences from it. That is a form of magic in my book. And being in this community, I mean, we've all seen the 33s that are all over this thing, all over it. We'll also point out, too, that the day that uh, Trump announced, you know, I'm in the U.S., so uh, I'm coming from that kind of perspective here. You know, the day that Trump made his major announcement was the 13th, right? We know the 13th has some Uh, The number 13 has significance uh, with these individuals. And he made it at 3.30 p.m. was the announcement. So, But all you got to do is go to the headlines because the number 33 is all over this thing. And I I, I don't know. It's it's got something to do with this spell, this magic spell that they're casting on the world. And they got it. It's either like them flashing their gang sign to give a heads up to others that are in the know. Or it's a form of, of magic that they're trying to that they're trying to utilize here. It's another form of alchemy, isn't it? So essentially, when you take chemistry back to the roots, so when before the periodic table and all that kind of stuff was worked on, you're talking about alchemy is the is the the transmutation of, of supposedly of one thing to another, isn't it? And what it is is when you look in the world today, the, so the processing of of a a natural material and the application of heat is the thing there they're doing nearly every manufacturing process that application of heat converts it into something else and what you're saying here about magic it's the same process so from mind to a a physical phenomena as it were if you see what i'm saying Exactly. It's the same process, but within different parameters. Absolutely. And there's a saying that uh, mind precedes all, right? This had to start as a kernel of an idea, right? It had to start in the ethereal realm of ideas. And then, as you stated, through this process of transmutation, kind of manifest it into the physical realm. And I, I think that somewhere along the line, this this 33 comes in there. I don't know exactly how, but there is the idea that this number holds some kind of magical value. And you don't think this thing's a spell. I mean, my God, look around you. They've got these people brainwashed. I mean, completely people are under a spell. Uh, we sat here for the first 20 minutes of this call and and dispelled even the notion of a virus, of a germ, and and found that to be nonsense. But they've taken this bullshit, fake concept and and transmuted it into a real-world phenomenon. And, uh, you know, as the call proceeds, I'd like to discuss more of what some of those, you know, some of the results or, or some of the consequences of this thing, because pretty clear that, you know, this thing's very well planned, it's very well orchestrated, and that the whole world's in on this. But, you know, I, I think it's it's apropos to say that this is some kind of magical spell 
that's been cast upon the world. You get to the point where you think, well, we're all arriving at the same conclusions and it, and it's it gets undisputable in the end. You know, even if you're looking at it a slightly different a slightly different way, we're all, we're all arriving at, at the same bloody crossroads there all the time. Uh, we're just arriving and that's it. So the the one thing for me is though with with all this programming and so you so that the programming translates then into the physical as you say this is where we all know this seems to be going to where the the soldiers are going to be on the ground mm-hmm. and the old conspirator view was going back years now with the Alion's crying and whatever else about it that it was going to be UN troops yeah so you would have a different country's troops in your country but this is not whatever it's going to play out is it we're going to have our own troops policing ourselves and what you've got in this is the fact that it's still the herd so the troops are part of the herd who are under this spell as you say and there is absolutely no need for whoever is in control (laughs) to lift a flipping finger what not one iota this is just rolling rolling forward and there's it's crazy but where this goes with having boots on the ground in in civilian land your own troops you know this is unprecedented isn't it we know history is bollocks so you know if i if i cut out before the victorian times you know just taking it from the 1900s and then coming forward at least try and take maybe take that as as case may be but again we don't know that's the case for things like world war Two and a lot of events that obviously have been hoaxed all along but as for having having your own troops policing their own people their families their brothers and sisters and whatever else they're all part of the same herd you know this is unprecedented isn't it where, where when has this happened where has this happened in, the, not in yet, the west not yet ever but how do we know this hasn't no. happened before you know? Well, no. we don't, do we? So this plays into the 1984 concept, doesn't it? With the uh, George Orwell tells us quite categorically that the if you put it, project 1984 onto World War II, when the bombings, for example, were taking place, how George Orwell was putting it was that the, the bombings, the explosions, the fear and everything else was being generated by the British in mainland Britain and the same was going on with the Germans, same with the Japanese and the same, obviously the um, America wasn't bombed as so far as, as like or slot in Europe uh, supposedly had to put up with but you're getting my point here is, is that it was all done by the British troops maybe. So the, the other example of that is um, the island thing, so with the, with the IRA situation we had in the 80s and the 70s and whatever else is and all the, the amount of times the, the stories come out, the British army had been planting the bombs and whatever and then the IRA supposedly were then phoning up and taking the credit for it you can kind of see how it was all done so but yeah to my mind yeah it was unprecedented but as we were saying last night as well we really don't know where we come from we don't know what happened prior to how far the the sources for history go back no idea whatsoever true 34 when he was saying about some of the, the you know the ancient civilization stuff as in the stuff that we were dubious about. Not we know for sure most of the ones that are theme parks and have been built in more recent times, as in the eighteen hundreds. But there's still some stuff out there that is unclassified. 
as it were so it's it's still it's still unknown we don't know or even how it was built let alone whether it was us or another race altogether so we don't know if this situation has come up before maybe it has but for us, and, and certainly for our generations, nothing like this has happened, does it? But, you know, we're, we're, you know, all of us lot here, you know, I think Phil BBG's about, the, I can say this, he'll kill me for this one, but I think he's about the oldest here. And he, he wasn't even born till well after World War Two. So none of us, none of us have experienced anything like this. We've just heard all the stories, haven't we? Did any of that even happen? Yeah, I know. It's... At all? Any of it? I, I would like to know what end and i mean i guess it'll be played out in the coming weeks and and months here but to what end all right you have the troops you know patrolling the streets all right they're writing tickets for people going outside to what end to fight an invisible virus last time i checked you can't catch a virus with a net you can't shoot a virus so to to what end are they putting the troops out there and then as well i mean this is just this is what boggles my mind is that the normies can't see this. You are the enemy then. You're the enemy. It's not the virus. It's you because you could have the virus, right? So you're you're the enemy. You're the one they're they're policing. And then I get that this is, you know, slave training, but I to what end, what possible purpose could th- could this serve? Because I think all of us on this call are aware that this is not really to actually combat, you know, combat the the spread of some fake virus, right? So to what end? Well, we, we touched on the, the technocratic thing and, and changing the age over, but maybe some of our worst fears may actually be realised. You've just got to be prepared for it. I don't think there's any point sitting here fearing death or the worst situation, but we don't know, do we? This is an, this is an unknown completely on un, un, this is uncharted territory in fact it's this it's it's so uncharted this is the the only record really of a, an event of this kind of nature is the is the is kind of like the black death and I, <laughs> i've actually started i've actually i've done a lot of research on the black death because that was actually my next article coming out but i've started flaring it out with coronavirus stuff as well and and uh, building it up so uh Unfortunately for history, I can tell you that the Black Death is absolutely a history hoax. So <laughs> the, there is no event at all. The span, let's say the Spanish flu, what in 1918, wasn't it? Is probably the next one. So is, was that real? Because we're talking another flu. No, this is totally unprecedented. And, and as for a, an end, what do you think Fly Fisher would be the worst case scenario? Honestly, well, I flirted with the idea of maybe what they're trying to do is set everybody up for the mandatory vaccinations. And that way they could assure that, you know, everybody's at home and that everybody gets inoculated with this. I, I'm, I'm just not sure. That's one thought. I, I did think it was rather interesting to observe the the Q-tards, you know, those that follow the QAnon phenomenon. They think that Trump and the White Hats are having everybody stored up in their home so that, you know, the military can go after the satanic pedos, right? <laughs> so this is some big, you know, operation by the White Hats. Like, uh, that. that's a clearly misguided thought. But um, one I did hear bantered around was that it was almost like the fake alien invasion, like, all right, the aliens are here. They need the military out on the road to fight, you know, the fake aliens. So I I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Thought maybe mandatory vaccinations was one. I mean, this is a drill, so perhaps it could just be a drill. 
they're just trying to get out and you know kind of prep everybody for martial law i don't know i do think the end result is increased control of course we know that and i do think you know this is one step in the long march towards uh you know complete uh technocratic control I don't fear. I don't. I don't. I sit here and say I don't. I don't fear death anymore. I really don't. If it happened or something happened, I'll, I'll just. In some respects, I'd. I'd even be probably welcoming it. If my time is up, I'll be. I'm. I'm. I'm off to my next adventure. But I'm not. Where am I going with this? This is. It's like my one fear here is so what we've seen or what I've started to see more and more on the food supply chain. And what's going on there? Ah, exactly. Is it, yeah, it's almost like you know this is this has all been coordinated to happen. So they knew the food chain was going to go down anyway, and they've also stuck the boot in on certain aspects of it. Yes, they've put in place the fake meat and the bug burgers and whatever else that's going to come in after the effect. So after the event, but this if it is a breakdown of the food chain then it wouldn't even be necessary to have the soldiers on the ground to looking at it from like a fascist type point of view. If the food goes, then the herd themselves will consume themselves. That would happen without doubt. So that is my fear from this. It's not even the fear that having the, a rebranded uh, SS and Gestapo on the streets, you know, and, and, and that's clearly not the case anyway. I, you know, the, the US Marines, Royal Navy and whatever else, they're, they're people just like us, uh, but they've been programmed. They're part of the herd the same. They, they're going to react in the same way as if they see somebody breaking the lockdown, then they're not going to shoot to kill, are they? What they're going to do is, oi, where do you think you're going? Get back in your house. If you don't, you know, if you don't tow the line, we're going to tow you away. This is what's going to happen. I can't see any worse than that. That breakdown of the food chain is more of a fear than the soldiers, to me, being on being on the streets. It really is. But the other flip side as well, Fly Fisher, is what is or what could possibly be happening while everybody is in closed doors? Because I don't think they ever would ever have needed to mandate a vaccination to have everybody inside hiding away to mandate a vaccination. You know, they're already, even now, they're begging for it out there. The, the normies would, would would have it tomorrow the lot of them so yeah they are they are begging for it you're right uh, yeah there's no need to keep people down for that so there's something else there's something else there yeah so where what is it Mike, what is what what could it be maybe it's just helping them sell it like we talked about the temperature checks but obviously i think that's nonsense you know but again it's kind of to help sell it I also heard perhaps you know 5g they want everybody in their house so they can set up the the 5g towers and whatnot on the schools and the businesses uh, i suppose i haven't seen any activity like that around where i'm at um and i i suppose i'm one of the lucky ones that gets to go go back and forth to work but that's you know one one idea i've heard bantered around but yeah you're right it, it does boggle the mind it seems like you know obviously we're not going to reach it here but we're missing something there, there's something something else because why would you physically need troops there you can't you know you can't arrest a virus and again i i lean back towards you know it's just about control right they just want people to 
they, they're trying to put the slaves back in their place. Get back in your homes, you, you slaves, like you should be. Be, you know, be under the fear and under the boot of your, your God government, like you should be. Fear, you know, fear the government, we're your God kind of thing. So maybe. I mean, again, I'll keep referencing back to the conversation we had last night, and I keep going back to Dipey Dipey again as well. And his example of the, of the herd, of, sorry, of the cat, you know, of cows. So, he, you know, his job. And his thoughts on the cows, if you treat them with love, so if you hug a cow, then it becomes harder to control. So what they have to do with that cow is they have to treat it badly, basically, to make it or bring it back to the herd. (laughs) That's great. And if you apply that to what's going on here, then maybe the isolation, the families that are isolated, there's also going to be an awful lot of people on their own that are going to be singled out and isolated in their own, you know, in their own home. And it's almost like a torture thing, isn't it? So it's almost like, and that I aching that or comparison that to exactly to what to what Dapey says. So from that point of view, I can see that what's going on on a psychological level. But even to me, even that seems over the the top. Why is it necessary to go that far when you've already got virtually 99.9% of the people out there? They're already lapping up everything they say. They're already, you know, agreeing with everything that's been yeah. said and we must contain this we must do everything in our possible if if the government says we we've now got to stand on one leg because it, it's the virus is going to miss you it's going to miss you <laughs> they'd be standing there for hours on one leg and nobody oh, yeah. you know nobody's going to check that and you're going to have the kids you know somebody's son reporting on them on, on the iphone or whatever look my mum's uh, put her leg down yeah, that 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 could, could bring the thought police in. It's uh... definitely a couple of things. Though while while I'm thinking of them, the food chain is uh, the thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, do they actually have the power to make it rain? Can they seed clouds and make it rain? Can they make it cold? Can they yes. make it well? If that's the case, and then the failure crops of 2019, which is is going to be really coming up now because they haven't been able to get the crops out, and then they haven't been able to reseed and etc. 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 Because apparently all the seeds and the fertilizers are from China, but then that's the monocrops, I guess we're talking about. But still, if they knew that, if they could actually manipulate the weather for the food crops to fail in so many different areas, then pretty easy to implement what they've implemented, right? But what is the what is the whole idea? You know, I don't know. Is it a lesson? Is it a lesson to show people that there's more to this world than being selfish or not thinking about others? Is it going to be that people in another two weeks' time, this is all going to be over and they're going to say, thank God that was over, but we will never forget how close we came to having humanity die all over the planet because, number one, this virus, which is bullshit. Number two, no food. That's the biggest thing, right? No food. And who's going to eat that crap? The vegan table. That burger crap. I'm I'm not going to eat it. I think I'd rather chew grass than <laughs> eat that burger crap. Yeah. So it's just uh, interesting, isn't it? How just it, it's mind-boggling what it's taken to get this in place. But you know they've been testing us for years, right? This is the most 
tested animal in the whole of the universe is us humans so <laughs> yeah that's right i don't think we should rule out the order out of chaos here that they are causing all the chaos in order to implement the order uh, that they have pre-planned right this is this is a script it's all been written out beforehand uh, it's a very well scripted uh, event it's got a lot of plots and subplots and human dramas you know, you got uh, celebrity endorsements and all that. But talking about the shelter in place, I do think it's a bit of a, of a psychological warfare upon the people. And I think more than anything, maybe that's what it is. We do know that they love their military drills. We know that any excuse to get get the boys out in uniform and to do a military drill, they, they these folks love their military drills. So we know that having them out on the streets could really just be a continuation of that just a longer extended form of a military drill, but the psychological damage it's causing is very real. And that's, uh, as Mezzi said, you know, that's gonna, it's, it's gonna cause a trauma, like a deep trauma in people. And perhaps it's that trauma that they're just looking to inflict to kind of reap at a later date. They're sowing the seed of this trauma to harvest at a later time. So maybe a, a year down the road, they'll trigger another event which calls to memory from the normies this traumatic event and and gets elicits another response so it's often i like manage employees and i always say that when i want an employee to do something i just create the environment for them in which they want to do it themselves right they want to whatever task i want them to do i just create the environment for them so that they want to do it it's a natural progression and that really may just be all this is they are creating the circumstances in the environment to elicit the response they want from people. Well, the thing is, fly fishing. I mean, I mean, we were talking on the them couple of podcasts last year, weren't we? Were and you was laughing at me. I don't know how many times because we were saying that you know we they want us in the tank, man. They want us in the tank. That's right, man. Yeah, for sure. I don't doubt that. Still, I still, I still think that's where we're heading. And the I, you know, even though I long since put down david ike's books i always go back his little problem reaction solution thing and the the totalitarian tiptoe is what we're seeing now except i'd rather more call it the the technocratic tiptoe rather than the totalitarian because we're, we're not heading for a totalitarian state we're heading to this technocracy you said order out of chaos now, if I step back now, the only chaos so far that has really manifested is the idiots fighting over toilet roll. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, this is another mind one again. The economy is going to collapse. Okay. Is it? There's no, to me, the economy and the monetary system is that's a show on its own that is Absolutely. which is completely controlled and it is a complete sham the money can be made to offset whatever they do whatever happens so i think that's part of the fear again and and maybe not so much a fear for the the masses themselves but more for the the conspiracy minded to put the the fear in those the banks are going to you're going to have runs on the bank and you need to take your cash out but of course all these conspiracy-minded people would then be taking the cash out, which they are. And I've even seen some people on the JLB Discord going on about taking the cash out and that. But beware, where are we going? We've got a blatant programming right now saying 
you know, they're not going to be accepting the cash. They're already putting it out there. And again, on the call last night, I said, we ordered a takeaway before I started the call. And what are they doing? They're saying, if you're going to pay by cash, you need to put it in an envelope, <laughs> which is completely, <laughs> completely retarded. Really? Yeah, it's completely retarded. But there's a message there, isn't there? This is never going to go back again to... As we yeah. said earlier, it's not going to go back. After this is done and dusted, the cash is gone. That's a fact. Absolutely. Without doubt. They've, they've been after it for a long time, and now they've got it because they don't want to pass the virus on it. The reality is we shouldn't be passing between us anything then, should we? We shouldn't be. We should never, ever, ever be passing anything to each other ever again. Yeah, the, the cashless society, That that's a great point, TNG. The cashless society, for sure. I mean, it, it's just so funny how many agendas this whole thing fulfills. I mean, the whole conspirator realm is filled with, uh, they want the new world order. They want one world government. They want a cashless society. I mean, I, I think that's all of those boxes are being checked here. And as you stated, here's their perfect excuse for doing away with physical paper money, right? It's going to transmit the disease, blah, blah, blah. I can absolutely see that. I think you're absolutely right. And then, you know, I have for a long time, I mean, at, at least in my conspiratard days, really, you know, that, um, that track chip, man, those RFID chips, I, I could see that too being one of the, the planks of this whole thing is, is to roll that out. And that is, that's absolute control. I mean, so there's a transhumanism angle to all of this as well. Um, and this may just be, as I stated, the conditions they're trying to create here to elicit the responses they want. Bam, cashless society, there you go. Bam. Number two, this is a global effort. We need a one world government. We need the UN to tackle this global problem, right? So as it is a global problem, therefore you need the global government to take care of it. So this is really very neatly filling a lot of those boxes. And, you know, I see the cashless society being one of the results out of this uh, for sure. And, and perhaps the formation of that one world government what the conspiratorial realm has long held to be one of the major goals of these parties could just be the end result of this whole thing. I'm totally with you on what you're saying. And any one of those things that you've just said verbatim could happen without doubt. But then when I think about the, say, the New World Order thing, to me, it's now blatant. This is what's what we're seeing now. And I mean, us, what we're seeing is they've exposed themselves to such a degree now that what has there been the talk on John Dalby podcast in the past and whatever? Is there a people who rule the show? Clearly there is, because there's no way would this, how would this ever have been orchestrated at a global level at, to this degree without people sitting around a table thinking about this and planning it out? This was planned out without doubt that proves that the the controllers the world controllers are there but on the flip side of that for the herd themselves this programming that they've put in so their belief in the telly what's te what's been said to them now it seems to me is actually the opposite to the new world order i think it's it's giving them faith in the government they have because they're seeing you know they're cheering the government 
for doing the, the great job. So it, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe they could then twist this and say, look, we can't cope. We can't have this happening again. We can't, we can't, you know, take all these measures to to solve the, you know, to beat the bot, the virus. But if another one comes, then we need to be ready for it. So yeah, let's put a, you know, let's put a world government in. Well, yeah, I can see that. I can. But what about this? The faith that this is instilling the country governments, the the, the states governments the yeah you see what i'm saying it, it doesn't oh yeah yeah the, it's, the it's national, weird uh, or, yeah for sure i i absolutely get that and um that's definitely like a plank of this but the un is highly involved in this thing too i don't don't think we should overlook that but you bring up a good point because it is definitely reinvesting people in the narrative of their government you know what i mean so maybe people who are losing faith in the government didn't think ah why the hell we need a government bam, here you go, fake virus. <laughs> you know, you need a government to take it, take care of it. But I, I do like what you said about, you know, the the kind of like national responses by each one of the nations. That's very interesting. You know, I had a kind of like a conspiracy around the national, you know, the national governments, because it kind of goes something like this, that, you know, we know that the world is interconnected and globalism and all that type of thing. What has Trump been saying the whole time? We want nationalism instead of globalism, right? Yeah. Well, here you go. Now we can no longer rely on national or on global trade, right? Because we can't trust stuff coming from China. So we need the nation. We need the nation states to be the manufacturers. So, you know, I had a conspiracy theory that went like, what they're doing is they've closed all the service industries, right? They're like closing bars and restaurants and stuff. So they're putting all those people out of work to create kind of the condition where, you know, you have a large swath of the population that was once in the service industry. You're going to seamlessly move them into manufacturing now to kind of like revitalize the nations. Because again, we can't, we can't rely on the, the transnational. We can't rely on the global supply chain. So therefore, we need to reinvest in, in the national industries. And you've heard some of this, right? There has been headlines like, uh, oh, this country's nationalizing their supply chain or whatever it is, right? They're nationalizing this industry. And again, by you put everybody out of work that was in the service industry. No, you know, these individuals are no longer in the service industry. Now, now you move them to the manufacturing industry. So. I don't know if there's something there, but there are some hints that something like that could be a result. Does that that make sense? It does make sense. But again, I'm scratching my head because the British government, for sure, it's like anything. They always let a cat out of the bag. So the way they've done it, when they've come out and done their their little speech at the on at five o'clock in the evening, they've quite categorically said, "Okay, we've got a plan," and they've got stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, stage five. They're now at stage two, but they let out that somewhere at stage four or maybe four to five was sticking in the universal income which we know has already been tried and tested in two states. So if they're, oh, my, yeah. Yeah, if they're looking, they're putting loads of people out to work, but if they're looking to relocate them into a manufacturing, which, by the way, they've just spent the last uh, 70 years destroying, 
because they had that manufacturing all that America of all nations had manufacturing envy of the world and they've just spent the last 70 years taking that apart so would they really be going to build that up again is that could it be a mind fuck it could be but it just doesn't it doesn't quite ring does it but with that the little clue with that universal benefit for everybody is well okay then maybe the monkeys are going to be staying at home and the manufacturing is going to come back because they're sealing the borders but the robots will be doing the manufacturing mate ah there you go (laughs) that's pretty good yeah and you're right about the universal basic income has been a big another plank of this that's that's really interesting See, I, that definitely could be, holy shit, I didn't even consider perhaps this is a guise to mechanize this supply chain to completely replace the humans. Holy shit. And you know they got the tech for it at this point. This is where my concern kicks in. This is where my my fear kicks in here because we've already said about the food chain. You're taking the human out of the equation for the move into the next phase of mankind as it were into this technocratic era what is one big theme that's gone on for many many years bloody eugenics is one big theme that's gone on absolutely for for many years so whether this vaccine is a boost to mr microsoft's eugenics plan or whether it's has been circulating around that his technology has been invested in a, some kind of tracking to go into that vaccine. Well, either one that guess is anybody's guess, isn't it? But I still strongly suspect that the, eu, the eugenicist type attitude. I don't know, Fly Fisher, you probably haven't heard what like my last couple of podcasts that so the last one with John LeBan and the last one with Salzburg Gold and we were discussing the civilization and the domestication of humans and what that plays into so essentially what we're what we're seeing or what we're saying is that mankind is a, is literally is a domesticated being anyway and it's kind of like a hybrid between a pet and a farm animal somewhere <laughs> swinging in, in somewhere in between those two bookends but so if that's the case then the eugenicist who's seen himself above the pet above the farm animal then it's there's no problem for them to wipe humanity out. And if we we should kind of be wrong about some of the things that happened earlier on in the century, about, uh, you know, World War One or World War Two, and maybe millions did die, then if that's the case, and we know all these events are orchestrated, then you're starting to see where this could possibly be going. And I don't like fear-mongering, but I am kind of highly, highly starting to think that maybe this is the way it's going to go. So because they don't need, they don't need that many people, do they, to be running the manufacturing? They've already got the robots. The robots are there. The technology is there. The food factories that are, that have been developed it takes a couple of blokes to tend the the towers of food. They, they don't need the the manpower to to man all this, and they only need to produce enough foods. Or you know the the workforce, however big that might be. So, uh, I'm with you. That's interesting. Yeah. So that is the the fear part. That's where it, it's kind of leading, and it's it's on like a, a balance for me. Is it, would the dare? Would they? Would the dare do that? But then would they? This is where with the food 
going down as i said earlier that there's no it's not necessary to make a play you know like a war play to, to you know to use the army or, or whatever you know like a fascist annihilation of mankind if the food chain is going down then mankind will do it do it for themselves and whoever's left after will then be sitting on this universal income watching the robots making the dinner for them you know, it's funny how you said that literally at the end of the day, the Prime Minister uh, talked to the people at five o'clock in the afternoon. Well, he's got a, a huge audience. He's probably got the biggest audience he's ever, ever going to get. So whatever messages he's going to extrapolate from he, whatever's been written for him to say is going to be targeted, right? It's going to be not only targeted, but as Fly Fisher said before, some magical whatever that comes out of the tube or the the <laughs> whatever it is that that comes out when people are just sitting there waiting to hear what's the next thing that's going to happen what are we going to do now etc 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 um but the other question i have is do you think that the controllers are flexing their muscles and making themselves known to people who can see yes that's the other biggie for me for sure i think here we are for sure, Mesley. I mean, I don't know. Would we ever know whoever or whatever this is? Will we ever ever find out? I don't know. But maybe they come out more and more into the open. Because if they've got so much control over the herd, as is clearly obvious now, more so than probably ever before, and we can blatantly see it, then who's to say that they won't come out into the open again? They might do. Yeah, interesting. Hope mm. so, yeah. Show your face. <laughs> I, if they um, did, if them, I wouldn't believe anyone who said it was. No, no. probably not. They'd have to bend over and show me their ass. Even I then, think I might believe in them. You know, if President Trump said I'm controlled by the Rothschilds or something, it'd be my indicator that he's probably not controlled. You know, what I mean, it's op opposite think or something. But yeah, the source is always dubious with these things. I don't, I don't don't kind of mean that. I actually kind of, you know, when you you hear, the, so you have the old stories, don't you, where going back to the, the Babylon and, and all this kind of thing and uh, the gods walking the earth type stories and the fact that they, well, I would say it's a fact, but it's a fact in the book, isn't it, that they supposedly went into hiding. They used the priests to talk to the masses and hid themselves away and maybe there may be some truth to this kind of way of thinking. Maybe they might come out from behind their priests just, and actually walk around. If you know, they what might, I mean. but I wouldn't believe. I probably wouldn't believe it anyway. Even if some twelve foot freaking Paul being materialized in front of me and told me well, some nonsense, I tell him. I tell him to eat. Tell him to get <laughs> fucked. You know, like depending on what well, he it, said. I, depending on what he said. I certainly um, draw the line if I, if I've seen it on the. Telloy, that's for sure, because I'm not going to believe shit that they tell me on the telloy, because I can see that kind of thing on the telly every day, can't I? It's there on Netflix for, for all to see. But to, to actually, if something was walking around in, in front of us and it, and it was not the norm, then it's going to start raising a few concerns, maybe. I, I would have thought so. And as we've just we've just been discussing for an hour that, that all this thing is, is leading to the fact that they're exposing themselves. The world controllers are exposing themselves by what they're doing now, by what's going on now, are all completely orchestrated, planned to the T, and it's happening in every country. There's not one country in the world it's not it's not going to happen to, is it? 
So clearly it's a world controlled event. It's not a coordinated event from these Muppets who supposedly lead the countries. They they spend about 10 years putting one trade agreement together and chipping away and trying to work out what all the little fine details and they always get it wrong. You, you know, th- these Muppets couldn't organize this. So it's pretty obvious. No, they can't even organize what's for lunch. They can't even get what's for lunch right, you know? So come on, original simulant. You said you had some, uh, you said, what did you say in that comment earlier? Something about you had some nonsense that you wanted to say, but you, you didn't, it wasn't relevant. And it, and it was, <laughs> wasn't your comment that you come out with. And it wasn't going to be specific. Or, or coherent. No, I, I don't really. I just we were just driving around. My son and I tonight driving around and seeing uh, seeing what was going on in the city. You know, downtown and stuff. Very few people out. Not, none of the businesses are open. But I shouldn't say that. That's I didn't tell the truth there. Very. Uh, if there's if there's 50 businesses downtown, four or five of them are open. That would if there are 50 businesses downtown that would normally be open right now. But when four you say, or five of them are open. So when you're saying uh, businesses, you're talking about bars Rest- and restaurants. Bars, restaurants. Uh, like ice, there's a, like, and, and that yeah. kind of stuff, service stuff, you know, uh, ice cream shop. Um, yeah, so that it, kind of stuff. So, the comic see, that's store. A, that's the thing I was saying earlier. So, at least there's still some states like your own. So, Florida is, is still behind some of the other countries. I mean, like the UK. So, all our all our service, all our meeting type places are all closed. They were all closed yesterday or last night was was the last night. So they're all closed now. There's nowhere I could go now to, to go and sit down and have a drink or whatever. Oh, but could you order food? Could you order food I from them? You could, some that... of them are doing takeaways. Uh, and, That's and the, the, places, um, the places I referenced that were open. Weren't, no one could, was in there. Right. They weren't like inside. They were open for like takeout. Is what I mean. Okay. I should. So is that so? So is that actually dictated by Trump, or was it just an inference? I don't. I, don't, I think that it started as I'm not. You know, this is only my speculation on it because I haven't read up on it. I've been in a little bit of denial, maybe. But I, uh, I think that it's oh damn, what's it called? Like best practices or something right now. But I don't think I don't know if there's been like an order in the state to do it yet, but it seems that statewide at least, but certain counties have uh, enacted these and uh, a lot of places just follow, follow in line anyway. So. Right. Yeah. So this, this is what we, what we saw last week was that businesses started doing it off their own back, but for, for the government, their message was this isn't good enough. So we're telling you to close now or else was, was what the message was. So as I said yesterday, the message was close or else, and they did. It, it could it could well be that that's what it is here, and I just don't know. I've spent, planned on spending some time tonight looking into it more, which I've kind of tried to avoid, but I think I'm going to have to bear down and do it. You know, did so? Did all you all you everybody here? Did everybody see JLB's last video with his breakdown on on the I, uh, that was great. on the, the what in the hospital and the the trucks and that was fantastic. I I saw it, TNG. The the few different pieces. I haven't seen it. A lot of the times tonight, and I've, I've just done it again, we keep bringing up the governments and so Trump and Boris Johnson and, you know, whoever. These are coming on live telly and, and also on the internet live. The same broadcast is coming over the internet. And, you know, it's as it is, it's raw, isn't it? They're standing there telling you exactly, dictating as the authority what this is what's going to happen. But what JLB looked at 
with the footage in the hospital in particular and the the way it was being put together and orchestrated once he'd you know his explanation through obviously from his so his explanation from his baby oaks days when he used to do all the video breakdowns and whatever on, on you know the boston bombings and all this kind of stuff he's put into play with this with these videos and and he's completely interpreting exactly what's going on so with the overlay of the noisy of the hospital machine you know the the thump thump of the machines and the beep beep and all that but then they're changing the cut they're cutting to a different scene but leaving the same noises on even though it's and things like this and then with the trucks you know that the headlines saying there's so many dead bodies, and these are the these these dead bodies are being brought out of Italy. These are the military ferrying the bodies out because there's so many of them, and it's just a truck. It's just a line of trucks. There's no visual interpretation of a of a corpse anywhere. So his breakdown is amazing, but it's just that contrast, the contrast of the trickery and the deception that they use for that type or section of programming compared to the authority live you know i am the authority and this is what's going to happen type thing and the, the way they're using both sides of the coin is it's absolutely staggering i think i don't think we've ever ever seen this ever before not not in it in, in any any circumstance up to now never so what are your thoughts on all that it, it's very well organized it's the whole the whole operation uh that's how you know obviously we all know it, it is an operation uh, it's very well scripted, and there's a ton of these little subplots that go in there, right? Uh, one of the most recent subplots was that, you know, Trump was warring against companies in Germany because Germany was trying to develop the vaccine first. But no, Trump wants the vaccine first, right? So, like, that little subplot, and then it's perfect how it bifurcates people because you either love Trump or you're, like, viscerally opposed to trump so either way you know you've bought into the narrative you've bought into the story here you are emotion you know investing your emotional energies into it i mean it's 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 brilliant and uh those propaganda pieces are fantastic i mean i've been in a hospital i've, I've seen it looks nothing like that uh you know what was really interesting tng was those bubble boy helmets that they had on oh boy. oh yeah uh, that shit was fantastic, man. What a what a visual uh, representation of how horrid this make believe you know virus is. What that was fantastic. I mean, it, you know, my hats off to him. That's this scared the shit out of a normie. Normie see that he shit himself. My take on this though, and obviously, yeah, you, you're seeing the the uh, the big bloody fish tanks on the red, <laughs> but they're feeding up. They're feeding. They're feeding oxygen to them fish tanks. And oxygen is guess what? It's it's fucking poisonous to human beings. This is why all the grandmas and whatever, when SEMA and whatever else, when they're sitting there taking the oxygen in, when when they're sitting at home and and they've got the the nose things in, feeding the oxygen in, and it's poisoning them slowly but surely. <laughs> I, I I tell you, I. It's, it's like another another layer of programming again, and this is <laughs> it's crazy stuff. It just gets worse. It really does. Yeah, I mean that's the medical system, you know, in a nutshell for you right there is you know, just poisoning people, continuing to you know make people ill, right, so that they can continue continue to tr treat those illnesses. It's it's brilliant. It it really is. But uh, that propaganda piece is priceless. It's fantastic.
it's amazing, isn't it? It's a big up for JLB. <laughs> it's always, yeah, the brain of the apocalypse, eh? Because they, <laughs> you know, think about it. They can't, you know, how many images of the coronavirus have actually been shown, right? Well, they all look different for a start, don't they? Yeah. And they're all more, yeah, this is what we were saying. What When you use a, an electron microscope, it only produces a black and white image because, because it, it, that's the way it works. You, you can't get a color representation from an electron microscope. So you know, you know that every single image, and, and particularly if it's moving, is 100% computer graphics 100 percent that there is no electron microscope that produces a moving color image there isn't one 100 percent on that no for sure what's that tell you <laughs> right exactly it's the same as the planets isn't it yes the same as nasa it's the same as the nasa shit so Absolutely. Yeah, yeah from the macro to the to the micro bill hicks saying we want to explore inner space as well as outer space. Yeah, that's a bit of a sink, that is, actually, because before I come on, started this call, I, again, I was, I was, I just cut, caught the uh, end of I, IPS's uh, live stream, and right at the end of the live stream, he was playing some footage from an old video where some guy was just basically saying that he was, he'd actually worked with Bill X uh, and took drugs with Bill X a number of times. And that Alex Jones, for as far as he can, was concerned, was a character of Billix before Alex Jones was like known as a physical entity, as it were, in entertainment. So <laughs> for you to come out with Billix, and I think, oh, bloody hell, here we go. Sink again. That's crazy, isn't it? Where this all comes from, I tell you, it's, it's just mind numbing. It's all too much to take. <laughs> <laughs> we got all this shit going on and fucking bringing up Billix is Alex Jones, man. <laughs> oh, do you? You can see the atom through the microscope or whatever, but you don't see the atoms that make up the lens of the microscope first. I don't know how it works. I don't know no. how it works. You, know. you, sh you should be able to put your finger through it because it's all empty. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Just through 99% <laughs> of it. Just through 99% of it. You'll know you've touched it when you can't see your <laughs> finger anymore, I guess. Or something. It cut out there, so I'm not sure what you said, but I'm going to hope it was good. <laughs> oh, damn it. i got to get dead Kelly's freaking DSM. It was bad. Back out <laughs> again. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think you ought to, mate. I, think I really think you should do. Fly Fisher, you said there was a, what was it? You brought up a couple of things early, didn't you, where you maybe delve into and go a bit further. And I don't know. Uh, Mr. Simulant, if he's still going to be available for any time piece, might be a, a good one to answer some of these. I'm sure if I remember rightly what you was asking. Yeah, go ahead. I, you know, I did um, just discussion in general about this whole thing. I mean, you really like uh, IPS's coverage of the whole thing is, is spot on. It's really good. This is very, the whole situation, uh, it's such a massive operation. It's very analogous to, to the alien invasion, right? I mean, you know, for a, for a long time, the conspirators were waiting for the fake alien invasion. Well, here it is. I mean, this is a global operation being run against, you know, a seemingly alien entity, right? The coronavirus, um, the scripting's all over the place. And, you know, think about how long also that they've prepared people for this, right? You got the Hunger Games, all these movies about, you know, pandemics and endemics and whatever, you know, all that. And, you know, also, I, if 
find it very fascinating, the scripting behind this whole thing, because I could never for the life of me realize why The Walking Dead was so popular. Like, it really, you know, I don't know if you saw it, TNG. It really is an okay show. It just wasn't that compelling. I, I, I think I know why that caught on so well. Do you know what it was? Yeah, I, I think it was purely, it was purely pushed so hard to get all these numpties to wear Walking Dead t-shirts <laughs> so that the elite, every time they spotted one out in public, could laugh laugh their bollocks off basically at seeing somebody wearing walking dead t-shirt the walking dead (laughs) wearing the walking dead yeah the signpost that that's great man that that's fantastic the walking dead wearing a walking dead shirt that that's funny as hell man uh yeah man all that stuff you just brought something to mind saying about the invisible alien invasion because i'm sure there was a film I don't know if it was a couple of years ago where there was an alien invasion, but the aliens were invisible. I'm just trying to work out what that was called. Oh, the darkest hour. Is there something to this now? Now I'm thinking about it, that you're crossing over here, the the thought, and you're right, IPS brought this up, that uh, everybody's been saying for the last 10, 15, maybe even 20 years that there was going to be an alien invasion. There's going to be holograms of spaceships in the sky and everything else. But you're completely right. The alien is invisible. So when was this film? 13th of January 2012, The Darkest Hour. Has anybody seen this movie? I'll have to check it out. It's just called The Darkest Hour. Uh, oh, sorry, 2000 and what? Blood? No fucking way. That, this is... This, where have I got this? So I just put, I just called, so I, so I did a search and it was said, to, it was saying summit 2012 and then it's come back to the wiki and the wiki's saying Ooh, the 2011, but the 20th, oh, no, next year, oops, I messed that up. 25th of December was released the 20 on Christmas oh, day know. in 2011. I, I, I found this accidental darkest hour and it's some so, kind of, looks like some kind of uh, speed, some kind of political thriller. Well, it's 20, you know, 2012 was the 21st of December, that, wasn't it, when it was done? That's the horror film? Armageddon. From 2000, this is 2011. Yeah. Stars Gary Oldman that's and Winston Churchill. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 2011 science fiction. Oh, Survive the Holidays. Here we go. No. Produ- directed by Chris Gorak. And it's a Russian. I, I see what you're talking about. you got to get the darkest hour country united states and russia so i'm just wondering if there's any nuggets in this it's just it's totally uh bloody it's going on about the freaking faraday cage microwave guns nuclear submarines americans americans travel to moscow to sell their social networking party locating software oh there you go there you go they approach the airport short circuits Mm-hmm. Social networking, party locating software. Like, so the, the aliens are supposed to be invisible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to dig into this. Look at it this later this week. Floyd Fisher, he was going on about flipping magnetics, wasn't he? Faraday cage. But the, regardless, I think the idea, of, like the visible alien, has been around for the invisible alien, not necessarily like clearly invisible, but it's been around for a long time, right? Like the invasion of the body snatchers, yeah. the it looks just like you kind of thing, is not. Not necessarily. In yeah, yeah, and, and I get what you're saying, but this is this is what what we're talking about. Yeah, with the coronavirus, is an enemy you cannot see at all, as in totally invisible. And the, just the thought that this is, you know, this was a, you're actually 
you know, this is actually an invisible alien. It's not that it's hiding or that it, yeah, it's, it's not like a, a reptile with a, with a flipping uh, mask on. It's not a David Icke, one of them type aliens, is it? It's a flipping, it's actually invisible, like the virus. Uh, there's even headlines here in the news citing the darkest hour or darkest hour. Moving towards darkest hour of coronavirus, India can take strength from World War II's Dun Dunkirk moment. Bam, there you go. Wow. <laughs> Dun Dunkirk's out now, right? Or 1917. Or Dunkirk was a movie not too long ago. Well, this is what President Trump said yesterday. If everyone makes this change or these critical changes and sacrifices now, we will, we will rally together as one nation. And we will defeat the virus. <laughs> and we're going to have a big celebration all together. <laughs> we're going to have a big celebration after the sacrifice. That's yeah, big, big. You always have a party after the sacrifices. Big, big V-Day celebration for defeat, defeat of the, the virus. I, I mean, the scripting for this thing is, is unbelievable. It's all in the headlines, too. I imagine if, you know, if you didn't have TV or the newspaper, would you even know? Fly Fisher, can you repeat that, mate? Oh, yeah, I was just saying the scripting for this thing is off the chain. I mean, you just go to your headlines and they're, they're seeding everything uh, about this this narrative about the operation itself everything they want you to think and know about the coronavirus you know is coming through the headlines or the news and then i postulated what like if you didn't have a tv and you didn't receive regular news updates would you even know you know that this worldwide phenomenon uh was going on yeah sure if you went shopping yeah that's the only time you're going to know or go outside you know, to the shops or um, try and buy something. That's when you know. That's the only time you know. Because I don't watch news or, or anything like that. I'm only getting bits and pieces off uh, the internet. I don't want to give this too much of my power. And uh, what for? You know. Interestingly, media like uh, news and stuff is all. Yeah, I mean, if you're a shut-in, you're never gonna. I, I don't watch any of it either, so I'm not up to date on it at all. So, but the but of course I know about it from this stuff. But if media is always self-referential you know there's it always is callbacks to like yes it, it speaks in its own language so like to it uh, and it's always empty and meaningless really but like you know darkest hour uh, or for example or, or like these these things seated in the headlines it's the only way it knows to talk you know what i mean so it can't kind of help but reveal its in some ways its thoughts through its own language because it doesn't know any other way it, it, viewing it as a sort of entity of itself it has to be like it speaks its own language and the language that it speaks is understood by the people it's speaking to but it's also understood by the people who create it you know and they it's kind of in some ways all they understand too they're empty people but it's just interesting that why so much stuff is just so constantly repeated uh, as well as like the psychic driving aspects but it's just interesting how you see it, you know, and it's just impossible to, you know, it's, it's, it reveals itself through its own, uh, through its own natural process, perhaps like it, media as its own organism has this kind of revelatory thing within itself as part of its, as part of its, you know, the life cycle of its organism, the way a plant uh, starts as a seed and sprouts, you know, these things are kind of in, I think, you know, at least I think they're, they're somewhat inbuilt in because they always have to do with language and language is always moved. The only thing that doesn't speak necessarily media language is, uh, it's sort of like academia, but they still have their own language too. And it's, and they both rely heavily on each other, but it's just, uh, it speaks through pop culture it, and pop culture is its language. And it's, it's, it's whole, it's its whole method of understanding. And, and I mean, this whole thing is an out, 
out outright media creation is it, this is the somewhat of a of a a product or the offspring of the media and that that's why i was referencing this as kind of like a magic trick the media is able to spin headlines and and put these narratives out there and you know kind of transmute what was once just you know news headlines or or phony reports about non-reality into reality and it's it's very very interesting and again that's why i reference this whole operation as you know like a media spell um and it brings on kind of like a new life you know os when you say that you know it's 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 very self-referential uh, and that it's its own type of of entity it's a, it's a, it's it's its own like organism that that's really very interesting kind of adds a new life to it i don't think the people who are in media are out are also outside of it you know what i mean i don't think they're immune to it i think that they're all just as wrapped up in it in some capacity as as the people who consume it you know, the farmer is, is intimately linked to the farm. So it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's in some ways like some Lovecraftian, in, you know, unworldly, you know, hoary entity. It's just mindlessly, you know, total antipathy and, and mindlessness just uh, seeking to, to self-perpetuate or something. Some, like, uh, something that for, you know, its reasons are kind of just like loosely interpreted by its cultists but they seem to kind of drive them drive them mad as well it's very Lovecraftian, really a lot of the stuff he's you know very interesting some of his writings and like the effects of these uh cosmic beings cosmic entities you know on the on the human consciousness when they when humans interact with them or or, or experience them or even just get a glimpse of them so it's just uh, so much interpretation and, and it possesses them and drives them drives them mad and, and it, it it is almost like the the energies of humans are what give it life you know what i mean because it wouldn't reproduce if it wasn't seeded into the thoughts and the minds of the people consuming it right uh, it's it's like it wouldn't exist it wouldn't even exist media doesn't ex you know it's like it's like an egregore it's like a huge egregore of its own it wouldn't even exist without humans the second i don't know i'm wrong about the number which number is uh, commandment? Is it make no graven images? Specifically, you know, a, a commandment about media. That's interesting that that, that would be rolled up with all these uh, somewhat timeless, timeless wisdom uh, keystone or capstones. OS, on that note, mate, I'm, I'm going to stop the recording now because we've been recording for three hours. I think if I let it go any longer, it'll probably uh, start messing up on me or something it usually does in fact it's usually rubbish after two hours so i'm pushing it now so if that's okay i'll, I'll cut it and i'll do a, an intro and outro for it anyway but uh, what i will do is just to add on the end here now is just thank mezzi obviously fly fisher as well portland thinker an original simulant for coming in and doing the main talk tonight so thank you very much for this it's been a, an amazing call tonight we, know we had a really good call last night but i think this night we focus more on the what's going on as a whole thank you for this it's it give us all some things to reflect on i think that's for sure so i'm going to stop the recording and obviously here yeah, we just carry on talking for as ever long as we want then so thanks to you lot that's brilliant
on regardless. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say that, I mean, how, how many years have we been programmed? You know, all those sh- medical shows and all those shows where they've got the perpetrator killing somebody and then they go in and and pick up all the blood samples and they get all the saliva samples and the hair samples and all that. I mean, how many years have we had that shoved down our throats so that we would be more conditioned, more, we would believe more in the things like the viruses?
I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.